Good afternoon, listeners. Today we are going to discuss the memory cognitive process with two researchers, Damien Dominguez and Michael Hyun. The memory cognitive process deals with storing and keeping information over time. We need it in order to recall our past memories that we would like to remember in the present. Listeners, have you ever wondered why it is that we can recall certain memories from our childhood but other memories we cannot remember? Today we will talk about memory. There are theories of how memories are made and two models include the multi-store model discussed by Damien and the working memory model by Michael. To start us off, Damien will be discussing the multi-store model. Damien, the floor is yours. Thank you. The multi-store model, which was presented by Atkinson and Schifrin in 1968, deals with attention and repetition of information in order to store it in our memory banks. With this model, human memory consists of three memory stores, sensory memory, short-term memory, and long-term memory. Each category represents the duration and capacity of information it holds. With more attention and repetition slash rehearsal, then the information moves into the next memory store. Example, when you were in school, you were given a word list to remember and vocabulary. Sometimes you would be required to repeat the words and use them as examples multiple times. This allowed for words and vocabulary to move into the short-term memory and long-term memory store. Glanzer and Kunitz 1966 is a study famous for research on serial position effect which supports the multi-store models separate short-term memory and long-term memory stores. Serial position effect is the tendency to recall the first and last items in a list better than items in the middle. One condition consisted of army enlisted men that were given recordings of 20 words that were common once syllable nouns. They did a free recall for two minutes after they finished listening to the recording. The participants were better with remembering things at the start and end. Condition 2 did something similar except they had a filler task between the ending of the recording and doing the free recall. The filler task was to count down from a given number of for 30 seconds. The participants were able to recall words from the beginning of the list but couldn't really recall the words at the end of the list. Glanzer and Kunitz explained that when people hear a list of words with the intention of remembering, then they tend to repeat the words to themselves. The first words on the list get repeated more often and enter the long-term memory store, which is unaffected by other tasks. The last words on the list weren't rehearsed enough and ended up decaying. Since one of the effects disappears and the other doesn't, it supports the idea that short-term memory and long-term memory have separate memory mechanisms behind them. Atkinson and Schifrin's multi-store model was successful in terms of the research generated. However, because of this research, there are a number of issues with the ideas concerning short-term memory. But Dell and Hitch 1974 created the working memory model. In this model, it is studied that short-term memory is not one system. Instead, it is separated into different units. The difference with this model is that there are different systems for different types of information. In this model, the central executive runs the operation and sends information to the other parts of the model. The model is then split up into three subunits, the phonolo phonological loop, visuospatial sketchpad, and the episodic buffer. In short, the central executive coordinates the visuospatial sketchpad and phonological loop. The visuospatial sketchpad is like the inner eye. It holds spatial information and visual information. Think back to when you were in a classroom. You probably remember you were sitting in the table groups listening and watching your teacher. This is just an example of how visual and spatial information plays a role with memory. 
It's these factors in this model that allow us to utilize these different components that work with our short-term memory. The phonological loop holds sound information and is divided into the phonological store and the articulatory rehearsal component. In simpler terms, spoken and written language. Lastly, the episodic buffer is the most recent component. This component integra integrates information from the other components and links the info into long-term memory. There are many studies done to test components in this model. In one study is Conrad and Hall, 1964. This, showed it, this study showed the phonological similarity test. Participants were required to recall lists of letters. Some were phonologically similar, while some weren't. Results showed that rhyming lists were difficult to remember. It is because the traces of similarly sounding letters are easier to confuse with each other. This supported the idea that memory related with speech uses a sound-based storage system, also known as the phonological store. Interesting. So what makes both the models so different from each other? Multi-store model gives a good understanding of the structure of short-term memory, but there still needs to be more research done. A weakness of this model is that it focuses on structure rather than process. Also, rehearsal is the only thing that mentions of how information goes from short-term memory to long-term memory. The working memory model has strengths and weaknesses. For starters, the working memory model is seen as more sophisticated. It allows us to explain a wider range of phenomena. The model can also integrate a bigger number of findings from work on short-term memory. The main issue researchers are having trouble with is understanding the central executive. Scientists find it hard to quantify and I found little research to support the capacity limitations of the system. The two models as you heard about today are quite different. They each have studies that can prove their process and existence. The working memory model can be used to explain certain things about your childhood like how certain things looked or smelled based on the different senses being used. Whereas the multi-store model can be used to explain remembering details that were repeated in your childhood versus other things that were not done as often. Well folks, I'd like to thank Damon and Michael for talking today. That's all we have for today's podcast and we'll see you next time.